Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. I'm Jeff. I'm Alex. And today we're going to talk about big city life. Uh, I'm sure a lot of these things are um, happening in other cities as well, but we'll be talking about living in a big city like Berlin and the weird things that you come by sometimes. Exactly. Let's dive in. And once again, for your favorite part of the show, the bottle of whiskey for today's episode is provided by MyGermany.com. This company from Weimar helps you to order German products from German companies and have them shipped to your home no matter where you live in the world. You can either send single products directly to your home and save 10% on the shipping rate, or ship several products and have them sent to you as one package. Please use the discount code WHISKEY2020, that is W-H-I-S-K-Y-2020. And now, Alex, let's start the show. Let's do it. Uh, before we get started, let's let's do some some cool shout-outs. We, we, we got a, a few messages in this week. Yeah, we did, um, yeah. I mean, this week we actually had a lot of listeners, more than we've ever had. So thank you, everybody who's been listening. Yeah, we had we had a nice uh, a nice burst of, of listeners for some reason last yeah. week. Yeah, so, so Super thanks, cool. everybody, for joining in. We really appreciate it. It's really nice to see. And especially seeing people send us messages with questions. Um, so we, we got a message uh, this morning, actually, by someone named Jonathan. And he actually suggested, he, he's been living, he's American, who's living in Munich for the mm-hmm. past eight months. And he wants us or asks a question, but I think we should make into an episode about what Germans think about Americans. So the stereotypes that Germans have about uh, you and myself. Uh, so we'll do some research on that one and talk to some people and kind of figure out uh, what, what, you know, what they think of us. That they yeah. And know. I think I think once these kind of like uh, Corona times slowly begin to fade away we'll hopefully get like a, a physical person to to yeah. come in and interview um and it'll, it'll be a nice reverse you know it'll be instead of what we think of uh, life in germany it'll be what do the germans think of uh life stuck with us yeah i mean hopefully they don't hate it but i wouldn't blame them either no i mean either <laughs> and then another shout out to jen who uh who actually suggested an episode that we've had in mind for the past like actually two months, which is an episode about freelancing and everything related to it. So taxes, invoices. So we were thinking about doing an episode uh, eventually about freelancing versus full-time in Germany and getting some other also guests on the show who freelance, who uh, work full-time, even though we both do that, but they get other perspectives as well. Yeah, exactly. So um, I have a feeling uh, Jen's uh, question will be answered uh, not in the not too distant future, you know. It's at Hopefully. some point in the next three, four, five episodes, I'm sure that because we because we've that's had been on our list right for a while for a long time now. Yeah, it's just in Germany. Find the time. We we have a guest in mind. We have to contact this person. Uh, this person's worked freelance and full time, so seeing his perspective on both, I think, will be um, pretty valuable. Right, he'll be the bridge between you the and two me. of us. Yeah. But uh, so how, how you doing? How 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 have how's the last week been in the more starting to be relaxed Corona times? Uh, you know, not not bad. It's 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 weird because um, I've noticed that even though they've only relaxed a little bit, it's so easy to just think, okay, things are back to normal, and a For lot sure. of people are kind of relaxing themselves way too much you know it's good to remember that hey corona didn't go anywhere you know they're just relaxing some of the rules um but yeah so some a lot of uh, small shops 
that have been closed for the past um, six weeks or so are now open. Uh, yeah, now I think starting either might have been today, 27th um, in Berlin, you have to wear a face mask uh, yeah. on public transit. So that's that's a different thing. Before it was just a recommendation. Now it's it's uh, required. So that's a different thing. Um, and one big uh, kind of story that I really wanted to share because I've been waiting for this for a long time, is they finally announced a few days ago that for the first time, the new Berlin airport, which has been delayed since 2012, has passed 100% of all of its technical and uh, safety specifications. It, for the first time, has a green stamp on everything. And so they say, for sure, it is opening this October, irregardless of uh, Corona, uh, this baby is opening right. this year. So this uh, Christmas, you or I might be able to check that out. And, and, and for those of you who uh, who are unaware of, of the situation, this um, I'm going to put a, I'm going to say quote unquote new airport was supposed to open ten years ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah, around 2011, 2012. So yeah, yeah close closing in on a. A solid 10. Yeah, and it kept getting delayed and delayed. I think we talked about another episode, but for those of you who haven't heard it, it got delayed and delayed for safety reasons, for, you know, whatever it was. And nobody thought it would ever open, and it's finally happening October. I don't believe it until I see it, but I'm very excited to actually have a um, a modern airport here in the city. Yeah, we can finally be, be where we should have been uh, 30 years ago. Yeah, so. I mean, supposedly it's already outdated, so that's cool. Yeah, because the airport... For the most part, it, it was finished in 2012. It was done. It's just uh, some of the wiring and you know smoke uh, smoke systems um, were not operating correctly. So of course it was not safe. Um, but yeah, so the airport when it opens new this year, if it does, it will be an eight or nine year old airport already. <laughs> I heard it's Which also is, too uh, small now. I don't know. It's 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 been absolute shit show. But it's open, so now there's going to be three airports, but I think one's going to close, so there'll be two again. I don't know. It's opening. Yeah, yeah. We're excited about it. I mean, actually, I'm not. I'm actually not that excited about it. I really couldn't couldn't care less. Yeah, but one thing to get, that will get you excited uh, that I want to share with everybody, you know, the past uh, week or so, me and my girlfriend have been trying out some new cocktails, and especially uh, whiskey cocktails, because as you can imagine, uh, both me and Alex due to this podcast, have an abundance of whiskey lying around. Um, so uh, one I want, one recipe I want to share with everybody is, it's a, and I shared it with Alex, it's a, a cinnamon maple whiskey sour. Um, it is just a double shot of whiskey, a single shot of lime juice, three teaspoons of maple syrup, and a pinch of cinnamon. Just stick that in your cocktail shaker with some ice, shake that bad boy up and pour yourself a glass. It is really tasty it almost tastes like a uh, Christmassy kind of a drink but it can be it's good now too yeah I haven't tried it yet but uh it sounds delicious yes and what have you been up to past couple past couple days um well the the kindergarten has opened again for still emergency care before parents who have one now used to be both parents but now it's one parent has to work in the essential business essential essential uh job Oh, so, right. we're, so we're open up again and a slow opening. Um, so that's been nice. Um, every group needs to stay separate from each other. Like I can't even hang out with other teachers. We have to, you know, we have to go outside in staggered times. It's been really sure. interesting. But um, we we have one kid in the group right now. No, uh, yeah, one. Hopefully, more will come. 
but yeah, so it's been nice, you know, getting back to routine again and going to work. Uh, I haven't taken public trans- transportation um, just because I want to be safer. So I'm riding my bike and it's about like 11 kilometer ride. So I'm getting my bike legs back and my, nice. my ass is in a lot of pain. Oh um, yeah, man. That's the good burn though. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, it's been nice getting my bike again. It feels good wearing pants again, you know, like actual real pants, not just sweatpants. Mm. Just so everyone knows, Alex was leaving the house um, not wearing pants for a while. So. Yeah, pantsless. Caused problems with the police, but um, he's under control. Under control. I'm wearing pants now, <laughs> and it's lovely. <laughs> and today I came home to a bunch of new plants in my apartment. So we even have, we, we had a lot of plants before. Now we even, it's like a jungle in here. Nice. I think I see a bug. Yeah. Actually, yeah, send me, send me a picture of that uh, when you get a chance. Of my plants? Yeah, I will. Because because you, you were already very on Plenty. the verge of of jungly. Yeah. Uh, so now you're like official jungle status. It's like the Amazon in here. Ooh. Yeah. No, but I like that though. I you love know, it. The, the only problem is I I'm horrible with plants and I kill plants. Uh, so the more plants I have, the more chances of me wasting money because I will kill them. But well, that's uh, why you we seem to be doing okay. Yeah, I mean, we used to kill a lot of plants, um, but these ones seem to be. You know, the the, the key is to remember to water them which took us about four years to learn. Yeah. Uh, and water them the correct amount and the correct frequency of watering, which is this part for me that's hard to wrap my head around because each plant is fucking picky and wants their own. Yeah. I mean, we just like once a week, I think. I don't know. She does it. I don't, I don't, I don't touch the plants because I don't want to kill anymore. But the trick is if you get a lot of plants and you kill one, it's like, man, whatever. One's dead. I have a lot left, you know? True, that is true. But when you have like five, it's a noticeable death. And especially a, when all five die, it's um, it's a numbers it game. Jeff. Poorly on you as a person. It's a complete numbers <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, I am beyond excited to try this whiskey today. This has been a whiskey oh, yeah. Jeff and I have talked about for even before this podcast started, and um, we finally yes, got our I, hands on a bottle. Everyone should know that this is a. A special day for me and Alex. Um, a day me. that will, a day that will be near the equivalent of our wedding day and the birth of our first child. Um, Easily better. This this is a whiskey that, uh, just so everyone knows, like um, you know, we we of course tried Green Spot, which we both is think it's one of the best whiskeys on the planet, and we've heard that the whiskey today we're about to have is even better than that. Uh, so better than that, Jeff, get out of here. Yes. Um, so what, but yeah, what know, are we Jeff, having today, Alex? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it then. Uh, we are drinking not a green spot, but a yellow spot. If you Whoa. can't tell it's a different color. So I'm assuming it's a different whiskey. So this yellow spot is also an Irish whiskey from the same spot co- collection. I guess you would call it. And this is aged 12 years. And I don't have the real bottle, so I can't really read anything. I have the fake bottle. Um, yeah, um, yeah. so this is a um, this is from Mitchell & Son Distillery. Yeah, I looked online, and it's actually called The Spot Whiskeys, because there's three oh. spots. There's the green spot, the yellow spot, and the all-elusive red spot, which is practically impossible to find online. And if you do, it's going to cost you about 130 euro. And this wasn't easy uh, to find, am I correct? You had you had a no. you, you had a search for a while. Yeah, you, you had to search and to find a decent price. You got to take the time. Uh, but it's out there. I've I've heard 
uh, and I can't confirm or confirm this, but uh, what I read in an article online is that they only produce 500 bottles of Yellow Spot per year. Now that could have been when it initially started production in 2012, and maybe they increased, but um, that's what I've heard. And it says uh, matured for not less than 12 years in bourbon barrels, sherry butts, and Malaga casks, triple distilled, matured and bottled by Mitchell and Son. Thanks, Mitchell and Son. Um, less talking, more drinking. Yeah. Okay. I, oh, I, I think Hop I have a open that fat. bad Larry. Yeah. So um, here we go. See if you get anything. Ooh. 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 Did you hear that one? I did. That was a good pop. Okay. Let's do a nice pour. I'm so excited. It smells incredible. Yeah. I'm just going to smell it for a moment. Everyone listen to us smell. Ooh, man. Oh, that's, that's good. That's better than air. And it tastes great, too. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, good Lord. It keeps going. Let it, let it oh, linger. Wow. Let it linger in yeah. your face. I'm still feeling it as we're talking. Oh, man. That is good. It, it, I'm it, totally satisfied with that. I feel like I can feel it slowly going down into my stomach. It is like there's different stages. Whoa. Really? Yeah, wow. and I can confirm that is better than Green Spot. Uh, it, it is. It, it's surprise. It's a yeah. Wow. Can this be mm. our elusive ten out of ten? Ooh, you'll have to stick to the end of the show to find out what wow. we give. Although, yeah, that's good. Oh man. I mean, it also could be complete confirmation bias, but I'm enjoying it. I was scared because I had heard so many good things about this that, you know, it, I can't remember what whiskey it was, but there was another whiskey we had that had we had high expectations, you know, and sometimes when you have high expectations, all you can do is be disappointed, right? Right. Yeah, of but, course. Um, this is, yeah. yeah. It sits in your chest for a bit. Is it sitting in your chest? Yeah, it is. It's weird. It's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, just if anybody from Mitchell and Son is listening... If you want to send us a uh, a sampler of Red Spot, we would be happy to guzzle that down. We'll, we'll take it off your hands. Not a problem. Um. Anyways, let's try and move on. Uh, yeah. What were we even going to say? I don't know. I've I'm speechless. Here I mean, go. so our topic is big city life, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I think a lot of these things that we're going to talk about could apply to other cities. Again, I'm not a I'm not 100 positive because I've pretty much only lived in a one big city, which has been Berlin. I've been to other mm-hmm. big cities, but I've only lived in one. Um, so maybe these things are universal. Maybe they're only, you know, Berlin-centric. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've personally lived in, I lived in Berlin, Munich, and Vienna. Um, and in general, I can say most of these kind of apply just to living in a big city in, in Europe in general. But I, 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 we will touch on some like Berlin, super Berlin things. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we have a lot of different things that we're going to talk about and, you know, it's going to be kind of the, the down, the downsides of living, uh, in a big city, the kind of etiquette you need to follow, um, you know, dealing, just dealing with, um, your neighbors, that kind of a stuff, you know, that's like the kind of stuff that you don't really have to deal with in a small, in a small city. And, uh, we kind of touched on one in the, in the last episode, I believe when we talked about apartments, which was talking about, uh, noise, you know, that's kind yeah. of, um, like, uh, sometimes a battle between, uh, you and your neighbor, 
Um, and I know you personally, not anymore, but for a while you're, you had a little, uh, battle going on with your, uh, yeah, I, share. I, yeah. So like, yeah, like we talked about in the last episode, I live in an older building. So the walls are, um, far from being thick and, um, it's like, yeah, it, it, they're very, they're extremely thin walls. Um, and so I'd be having dinner, you know, with my girlfriend's family and her, you know, four people having dinner, hanging out at like, you know, 10, 15 in the evening or something like this. And then as we're, you know, hanging out here, they go on the wall. Um, like a, like a pounding, you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. We were talking, we weren't, la- we weren't like screaming at a party. And then we're, we're like, all right, whatever, screw it. So we're talking some more. And then again, and then I actually went over to their door to talk to them to say like, you know, what's going on? You know, maybe, maybe they're sick. Maybe they had a long night. They have a kid. I don't know what the, I don't know. Sure. So yeah. I went over and nobody answered. And then I said, all right, screw it. Like, I'm, I'm not going to deal with this. And then it happened again when you were here actually after we were recording it's happened a few times when I was there, yeah. and when we were speaking at a normal indoor volume, nothing special. I mean, granted, we are American; we can be a little bit louder. True. But like, I think personally, if you're living in your own apartment and you're not, you know, having a party, there's no reason to knock. You're living your life. I was having a conversation with a friend. I believe you shouldn't be able to knock. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what a lot of people say when you complain about stuff. It's like, hey, it's Berlin; it's a big city. Uh, you should, you know, I'm paying to be, to live in this apartment. I should be able to live my life, of course, to an extent, you know, not if you're really bothering other people and they can't live theirs, yeah, but of course, you know, to have just like a normal conversation with just you and your girlfriend or listening to the TV at a standard volume, you shouldn't have to deal with, uh, people, you know, pounding on the wall. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we, we had that problem for a while, but I don't know if they moved away or, uh, if we, I, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, like. I haven't had a problem in, in like a month, so I'm I'm happy. I think you scared them away. Yeah, I hope but so. It, it's a it's a tough situation because, yeah, like whether or not you complain, or you know you call the cops or something, it's like you have to ask yourself, you know, is this a battle I want to start? Because sometimes what happens is when you start that with your neighbor, then the next time you have, you know, say you're complaining about them being loud. Next time you have something slightly loud out of spite, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll call the cops sure. on you or, you know what I mean? But it I, starts kind of a vicious cycle. So you have to know, okay, is this worth it uh, or not? You know? I mean, I love having loud neighbors. So our neighbors upstairs, like they're super fun. Like they're really loud on Sundays, which we all know now is, you know, the quiet day of the, you know, week and of self-contemplation. They're, they're like practicing DJing or something. I don't know what they're doing. But, you know, it sounds like they're having a good time. And, you know, if they're being loud, then that means I can be a little bit loud if I want to. But also, like, they're having a good time. Like, it's not bothering me. I hear a few, you know, thumbs to the music. But, you know, come on. You live in a big city, especially in a big city like Berlin, which is a very big party city, or, you know, it's a loud city. I just don't see uh, a problem with, with, you know, loud to a certain extent neighbors. Yeah. And for for me, it also depends on the time. Like, like Friday, sure. Saturdays. I give, uh, you know, like complete complete leniency to do whatever you need to do because sure. it's Friday Saturday. Because hey, I'm up I'm up late anyways. 
I'm listening to a movie, you know, I'm watching uh, Die Hard at the volume it was always meant to be, you know, watched at, uh, you know, um, but, you know, but on the other hand, if it's a Wednesday, I got work in the morning and it's 3 a.m. and you're, you know, going at it. Um, for me, that eh, it's like I can't forgive that. You know, it's like that. That's not. Yeah, cool, fair enough. You know what I mean. For for me, um, it's, it's 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 the morning, Saturday, Sunday morning. I don't like when people are hammering or drilling. In, I mean, you know, on a Saturday, whatever they can do it, but I want to sleep, and I hear people hammering or drilling in the wall, and it just drives yeah. me absolutely up. Like it drives me crazy. Yeah, if it's eight a.m., you know, and you really just had like two more hours of sleep left, and it just ruins that. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's uh, that's that's no bueno. Um, I gotta get my beauty sleep. This isn't a mistake here, Jeff. Look at this face. Need some beauty sleep. Yeah, he doesn't just wake up like that, people. Uh, Well, he does if he gets the sleep. If he gets the sleep, it's it's all about the sleep. Exactly, and in connection to this, um, we we saw a really interesting Facebook post. I can't remember which group it was on. It might have been the. I don't even know which Facebook group it was, but it was it was a it was a city in Germany, and a girl posted um, early in the morning saying that her neighbors were having a loud party. It was Saturday night at one a.m. and you know saying that it was you know making it so she couldn't sleep, and she was asking the the group on Facebook, um, you know, hey, can I call the police because of the noise? And also, it sounds like they're having friends over you know that's against corona you know uh, dis- social distancing rules Ooh, yeah and i call the police on that and the responses were not what i thought most of the responses were against the girl saying like hey deal with it it's a big city let the people have their party uh it's saturday uh you know calling the police is a little extreme etc but then i also saw the people who were with her and it was just an interesting discussion i thought it was something that we could kind of weigh in on you know was she wrong in asking about that or you know what do you think i mean i i'm the type of person that is kind of like a live and let live or you know everyone you know like the german saying like everyone like you want as long as you're not hurting anybody Mm. um i i personally would not call the police i know it's against corona rules Uh, it may have been loud but like i don't know i'm just not that type of person but i understand where she's coming from for sure Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it depends on her situation. Yeah. Maybe it's a Saturday, but maybe she has to get up early for, for a, okay, not a flight because, you know, not anymore, but you know, there's some, some reason she has to get up early, you know, say at 6am and it's 1am and she's dying to get some sleep and it's loud. But yeah, for me, I think in that case, cause again, it's not a weekday. Um, you know, you'd, you'd be surprised what you can get accomplished if you just, you know, talk to, talk to people, you for know, sure. just walk over, walk over and knock on the door and it is in the most polite way possible. Just say, you know, hey guys, I gotta get up early for et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing, but could you just, you know, keep it down a little bit or turn the music down a little bit? And you'd be surprised. Some people will be dicks, but uh, a lot of people will happily, will be embarrassed and happily be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And, you know, yeah, I think so too. We had a party once and uh, our neighbor came downstairs, knocked on our door, super, super sweet, and said, hey guys, like, I'm really sorry. I know you're having a party. Any other day, I'd party with you, but like I'm really feeling sick today. Would you mind just turning the music down a bit? And we're like, yeah, of course, not like not a problem at all. Thanks for coming down and talking to us, as opposed to just, you know, calling the cops, um, calling the cops on us. So yeah, I, I think I think you're totally right. I, I, talking to your neighbors, one, you know, it builds that connection for you and your neighbor. But two, I think most people are decent people. I, I like to believe people are decent. And I think if you talk to your neighbors are being too loud and just being like, you know, keep it down a bit. I think most people will comply. 
Yeah, I think um, one of the kind of keys to making big city life work is kind of, yeah, you can't be a hermit and you can't be passive aggressive. You got to like do some direct, uh, direct communication you yeah, know, with your you, neighbors. And you also and have to choose your battles. Yeah, exactly. Um, and something kind of related to that, which I kind of want your opinion on because I feel like uh, we're going to lose half the viewers because of my opinion on it. Is, I have lots um, of opinions, so that's good. Is um, packages uh, okay. in Berlin slash big cities. So, um, you know, I've honestly, this sounds weird. I've never lived in an, in an apartment in the United States because uh, I moved away from the United States in my early 20s. Um, so I don't know how it is there. But here, they will not just leave a package you know, uh, in, in, in front of your door or, you know, just sitting by itself. Like if you're not home, what they'll do is they will find the nearest neighbor on your floor or some other floor in your building or nearby, and they'll give the package to that person. And then you have to now get the package from them. Um, and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of this, uh, or at least for me of taking packages for my neighbors. Um, I've had so many bad experiences. This, you know, I had once a package I ordered, never, never got it. I had to order a second one, and then the woman a month later brought me the package that she had put in her closet and forgot to give me. I had another time I ordered a computer monitor, um, and the neighbor who received it claimed he didn't have it, um, and only with threat of contacting the police did uh, it. My package finally show up on my doorstep from him. Oh uh, wow! So he, so he was trying to keep my package because you know the <laughs> the box itself said exactly what it was a Samsung twenty four inch monitor, right? Um, and then also just I had so many problems with um, I was working on projects where I was working really long hours, you know, twelve hours a day. So when I would get home at night, it was you know it was far too late to be knocking on somebody's door. You know, it's like after ten p.m. Yeah, of you course. can't be knocking on somebody's door. No way. Package. That's a big no. And then when I leave, yeah, exactly. And so. And so it would suck because I would order something, pay for the two-day shipping, but it would take me about a week to get the package back, even though the package is in my building because uh, just because of my work schedule, I couldn't pick up the package. So anyways, I eventually signed up for what's called a pack station, which is kind of like a post box, and they're almost on every street corner, and you have your package delivered there, and then you're given a code, and you just type in the code, the little door opens, and you can pick up the package whenever you want. But anyway, so like my feeling is I don't, if I, if I can, I'm going to not accept the package for my uh, neighbors. And I know that's going to cause a lot of trouble, but just because suddenly I feel like, I don't know, now I'm Deutsche Post or I'm DHL. And I, you know, and I've had some times where you don't want that pressure on you of taking someone's package. It's a lot of pressure. I I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, all right. So what I think about it is I did think it was super weird that um, you get your packages from your neighbors if you even get like, because sometimes I get, I don't even get a um, a slip in my mail saying where it is. I just have to kind of like go around and figure it out. Not all, not all the time, but like every once in a long while, I'd have no idea where, where my package is. They just don't tell me. Yeah, so I, I, I had, some, I had or, once. Yeah, I had once a building where there were two people named Schmidt, and I would just get a letter saying your package is with Schmidt, and almost every time. The first person I went to, it was not the guy who had the package. So I had to go to two different apartments, you know. Uh, yeah. Schmitty. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that was super weird. But I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't really take packages often because I'm not really home when the people come. But the problem oh, is, is that whenever I do come home, uh, picking up my package, usually my neighbor's never home either. 
So we can never we can never get each other. You know, when they're home, I'm not home. When I'm home, they're not home. So now I just get stuff shipped to my girlfriend's work, and then she brings it home for me. She's my personal DHL person. Oh, nice. So you kind of avoid that situation altogether by just because you know at her business there's always going to be somebody exactly there exactly to accept and, the package. Yeah, and I can't, I can't. You know, I hate going around and trying to find it. And then if they don't find a neighbor, they put it in a pack station, which is like two Ubon stations away, and I don't have time for that. I'm a busy man, Jeff. I got things to do. Yeah, yeah, TV yeah. So yeah, I think we're kind of on the the same page, you know. And and again, it's not because I'm a I'm you know not friendly. It's just a good example is when we moved to this newest apartment here. The you know the first week you're in any a new new apartment, you're extremely hectic, right? You have a lot to take care of. And the first day here, the DHL guy he dropped off a package for me, and then sneakily threw one in for the neighbor, right? Oh yeah, and, they're uh, very sneaky like that for sure. Yeah, and but but we were so busy that we were almost never home that week because we were constantly going back and forth between our old apartments and grabbing the last bits of stuff and et cetera. And so this guy, we knew he was trying daily to get his package, but we were never home. And then every night we were trying to deliver to his house, but he wasn't home. And then, yeah, I remember after a week of this, I just turned to my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not getting paid for this. What am I? I work for the DHL. You know, like it's just like all this extra work and I'm already stressed out because of other stuff. Yeah. Totally so I'm just like, oh, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then, you know, they can always get stolen, uh, of course. But let, let's move on from uh, from packages. Yeah. And, and, you know, th- it's, th- th- speaking of stolen, um, I, th- I think another thing in in living in this city and a lot of other cities, of course, is um, so Berlin is not like it's not Amsterdam. It's not a huge, huge biking city, but I'd say it's a pretty big biking city. Pretty People, big biking yeah. city. Yeah. I mean, like, on- honestly, out of all my friends and everyone I know, I can't name a single person that owns a car, you know, because they just use they just use bike or use public transit. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I mean the the bike lanes could be better in the city. They're not um, they're not the best, but they're, they're, I think mm. they're they're starting to improve them around right now, which is pretty yeah. cool. It depends which neighborhood you live in, because uh, around where I'm at, they have like really amazing cycling lanes. And I've noticed around the city, they've been kind of painting them green and bringing more attention to they're them. They're making so, them better, yeah. yeah where where I live, they're awful. Like it's extremely dangerous. Mm. But um, that's I I live in in not the you know. And a stereotypical, not the nicest part of town, but a really fun part of town, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, bike theft is definitely uh, a big problem. I've had my bike stolen out of my courtyard, actually. And that's why. Did I, you? Yeah, yeah. I was in my courtyard, and then I came home one day, and it was just gone. And that's why so they, now. They, just, they I, cut your lock? Yeah, I, I, I guess they just cut it. I mean, any lock you can cut, it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, luck of the draw. Uh, so now I keep my bike upstairs in my apartment. That's why I bought a lighter uh, racing bike because it's super, it's not heavy. I just bring it upstairs and put it in my apartment because I don't want to worry about it getting stolen. And I think a good tip, what I learned from somebody was a- any lock can be broken. Like it's not even an issue. It's just having your bike look more secure than the bike next to it. Absolutely, yeah. So if you if you double lock it uh, yeah. or you do a U-lock plus a, Cable Plus lock, a chain, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah, I, I had um, also, but I, I lived here maybe seven, eight years, no problems. And then one time, just one time, I was uh, leaving my bike in my girlfriend's courtyard. Uh, I just couldn't find a pole or anything to lock it to, and I just said, "Eh, I'll lock the bike to itself." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, yeah, somebody in the middle of the night just came in and picked up the bike and just walked off. Bye bye. Yeah, exactly. Um, And my bike insurance expired two weeks before and I did not renew it. Oh, your bike Uh, insurance. I did. Fancy. Well, because like I'd always had a used or free bike and finally I was like, you know, I'd been working a lot. I splurged, got myself a brand new bike, exactly what I wanted. And so, of course, I got, you know, uh, bike insurance. But that's what I would recommend to any of our listeners. Get bike insurance. It's really inexpensive. Or there's actually a good company that sells this. It's like a GPS uh, locator that goes inside your handlebars. And so if your thing gets stolen, it tells you exactly where it is. And so you can just give the police a link and they'll, they can just go pick it up. Or if uh, you're smart like I am, you just get one of those GPS stickers and put it on your bike. And that's what I do. That's my insurance. Nice. Yeah. I have a little GPS no, yeah. sticker. It could be GPS. It could not be. But the sticker might deter people. Oh, absolutely. Like, like you said, just make it appear more secure, right? Yeah. Than, than something else. Like, And that's what I said to everybody is just... Uh, um, you know, just when you lock overnight, be careful where you do it to make sure it, you know, uh, and, and again, having a lot of people around and a lot of light doesn't necessarily mean your bike is safe. Uh, no. you know, um, bike thieves, I've seen video of them cutting bike locks in front of people and people don't do anything. So, you know, I mean, most people um, won't, if, if I saw some, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't, I don't know, but like it's proven most people won't do anything. You're not going to confront a bike thief. Most people won't confront the bike thief. But it's also completely random. My buddy had this old bike that he hated. He just wanted to get rid of it. So he left it in front of my apartment, leaning on a tree, unlocked. And it was there for literally two weeks. No one took it. Wow. Wow. That's just, that's bizarre. I know. Yeah. And then finally that- someone someone took it. But it, it, it was so weird. Like, I mean, it, it was a piece of shit bike. But I guess oh, it's true. random. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, again, there's a lot of crackheads. They just want to get 20, 50, 20, 30, 50 euro out of the bike. You know what I, I mean? Guess. Like, so. But there's also a lot uh, of, there's but, a lot of stuff on the street here anyway. Like, like you can find anything on the street, uh, especially in the summer when it's kind of moving season. People are moving around apartments. Yeah, you're right. I mean, d- during those like summery months, you'll find just, and it depends where you live, I guess, but certain streets, it's like, uh, an Ikea sale, you know, there's just so much stuff laying around, um, including one of the things you'll find way too much is just dirty old mattresses laying around everywhere. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. Like you, you really do find them almost everywhere. You can look at a mattress and just know, okay, that mattress is done. Nobody's going to take that mattress. You know what I mean? Like dispose of that properly. You're, Cause if it's truly like so soiled and disgusting that nobody's going to take it, then you're not helping people out. You're just like using the street as yeah. your junkyard. I mean, pro tip to any listener, if you find a mattress on the street, just don't take it inside. Don't use it. It's a, it's a street mattress. You don't want it. Yeah. And actually something with that is uh, a few years ago, I had this pretty crazy uh, roommate. And one day I came home and keep in mind, it had been raining for about three days. I come home. There is a wet, soiled, stained mattress leaning against the wall in the hallway and I go, what the hell is this? And she goes, yeah, isn't it great? It was just laying there in the street. And she actually used that as her mattress in her room. That's gross. Yeah, yeah. That's really not nice. Yeah, yeah. Disgusting. So Don't like that. So I guess, yeah. Gross roommate. Yeah. Especially now during Corona times, you know, you don't know what's growing on that mattress. So uh, leave it alone. No. Uh, but, you know, you'll also see a lot of this kind of stuff uh, on the subway, but not because people are, are just, you know, leaving it there, right? Because you can pretty much... No. Since you don't, people don't own cars and um, 
in Berlin, people use the subway or the trains as their kind of like personal pickup trucks, you know? For sure. You can find anything. You can bring a, you can bring a pony. You can bring a, even a small car if it fits, I'm assuming. But right, if a big desk, a big desk, you, you could bring a big desk, you bring a small desk. Yeah. I mean, I've, uh, especially back in the day when I was younger and trying to save money, when I would move from apartment apartment, I would literally try and carry everything myself. And so, um, I sure I looked pretty sad carrying literally like a backpack and three huge Ikea bags with a trolley pulling, you know, just like, uh, I, I, th I think it's like one of these, you know, welcoming things in Berlin is, uh, is going to Ikea and trying to see how much stuff you can carry on your back and on the subway back home. Yeah, and you can actually, that's part of sitting living is like, you'd be surprised also what you can carry on a bike. I mean, I showed, you, I showed you some pictures. I've carried um, huge wooden boards on my bike. I've carried, you know, uh, three or four 20 liter bags of, of dirt, you know, for my garden on my, on, my, on my bike. I mean, with some, dude, some bungee cords and um, some bravery, you can do a lot with Oh, absolutely, bike. absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of people move around a lot. You know, you go from roommate to roommate to apartment to apartment. And, um, yeah, you, you, it just, like, kind of becomes part of life for a while. But yeah, I, I think having a roommate is also, like, a very city thing, like, anywhere. Like, you got you, roommates. Got to get used to it. Get to know oh, them. Yeah, Love them. Yeah, yeah. Again, if you want to save money um, and you want to meet people, yeah, it's going to be the way it is. And I and that can be, honestly, a whole episode on its own, the weird, crazy roommates I've had. I've had some oh, some great roommates and some absolutely horrible, bizarre people I believe I've lived it. with. Um, I believe it. But that's kind of, you know, it, it's a crapshoot, you know, because and we have plenty of times where we interviewed for roommates and they seemed like perfectly normal people. And then once they actually moved in, suddenly their personality was very different. They just interviewed very well. Yeah. Um, what, so yeah, what I might did be part of it. You get for my interview. I brought a six pack of beer, and I was like, "I'm a cool guy. Let's hang out." And uh, I didn't get accepted to that flat though. So <laughs> maybe it's not actually the they best. Drank the, they drank the beer though, right? Yeah, they did. So maybe that's actually not uh, the best uh, strategy. Actually, that uh, that actually seemed that is actually a good idea. Uh, I, I think that would stand. It's all about making yourself stand out, right? right? And if you showed up with some cold beers, and I was interviewing you, I would think. Hmm. All right. Thanks, man. Not bad. Thanks, man. Maybe, yeah. maybe in the future, yeah, exactly. if, if you know, if we're if we're ever super lonely in the future, I'll, I'll yeah, that's you. actually like super lonely. Good idea. Like really, like Plan Z. Plan Z. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Way far back. It's pretty, it's pretty far. Twenty five plans yeah. before that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, but finding an apartment is definitely uh, rough. Yeah. But you know, or and also uh, when it comes to roommates, because as we mentioned. I mean, when we would have a free room in our apartment, uh, we would get about 50 responses within the first two hours. Oh, yeah, for sure. Know? So, um, um, But it's just part of the game. Yeah, it's part of the game. And, and I think as well, people got to also learn in, in this city is that um, you a lot of times in other cities, you'll see an apartment, an ad or whatever, and it'll say, you know, this close to the city center or whatever, even hotels, whatever. When you come visiting here, Berlin does not really have a city center. And... People will claim Alexanderplatz could be, but it's not, and it's not that much fun there. Like, there's a lot of great spaces. It's kind of like a bunch of small cities put together, and all of them have their own little center. But if you ever come here, don't expect to uh, see like a big city center like every other city. It just doesn't really um, exist. Yeah, but I, I, for me, I take that as a good thing oh, I love because it. there's not one place you need to be, and then you have to live far away. You know, like every neighborhood has its cool bars and restaurants and its tourist spots. Um, yep. 
But yeah, I mean, but definitely like Alexanderplatz and Potsdamerplatz, just as examples, every city has a kind of a touristy area like that. While they're the great touristy areas, they're not great to live. Like no normal Berliner lives there. You know what I mean? And there's and they're uh, honestly very, very few supermarkets and very few things for people who actually live there long term. You know, it's more for for hotel guests. Basically. Yeah. And, and honestly, in my opinion, like they're not even good tourist areas. There's really not much to do around there. But, you know, they got the standard, the Brandenburg Gate, uh, you know, the Sony Center, you know, the, the, the Alex TV Tower, you know, the, the things everyone sees on the postcards. Yeah, they check out. sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. But uh, the, the city has a lot more to offer, in my opinion. But that's another discussion, I think. Uh, oh, totally. Before before we wrap up tonight, it's been a little while. Before we wrap up, uh, another unique thing to the city, which I like to explore a lot, is um, uh, abandoned buildings and locations true yeah yeah the city's we do a whole episode on that I, I think we should the city's filled with amazing abandoned places and the city the city's nightlife was kind of built on that of going to these you know old squats and old abandoned places making a club out of it making whatever out of it but there are still a lot of old places and um that you that you, you know, can explore of- legally and illegally um, yeah yeah that's kind of also like a pastime on the weekends you know people uh, exploring, you know, an abandoned beer brewery or, you know, an abandoned World War II bunker, you know, on the outskirts of Berlin. I, I think this applies to a lot of big European cities because there's so much history in all right. these cities and they've been around so long. Um, there are a lot of really old abandoned buildings, sometimes, you know, old uh, palaces, castles in the forest that have been abandoned and are no longer used anymore. Um, so there's a lot of cool history you can explore on your own and there's a lot of websites about abandoned berlin and abandoned places that will literally tell you exactly where the places are how hard it is to get into this place you know where the hole in the fence is that sort of thing and of course we don't condone any illegal activity we're just saying um it exists it exists and i I think we actually should do an episode about that oh yeah that's on the list um another unique thing in the city which is really cool as you're walking around you might see a line of cobblestones just kind of going randomly across the ground and that's mm-hmm. actually the old border from east to west so it's really cool when you walk past it you're kind of walking from west to east or east to west and it kind of shows where the wall used to be and it's pretty um humbling to you know walk over that and realize you know not 30 years ago you couldn't do that yeah i mean yeah it's it's funny though because um in most places all signs of the berlin wall are gone but yeah if you do if you're paying attention and you do look down yeah you, like you said you'll just see this line of specially colored cobblestone, you know, going through the middle of the street or middle wherever. And you look around and have to imagine, okay, this was the death strip back in the day. Right. You know, there was a, probably a guard tower right here. Um, this whole area, any buildings in this strip wouldn't have existed back then. Um, yeah. 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 That is, that is cool. Um, I, I think the city really um, can really humble you when you think about how recent a lot of this history is and, and the freedoms that we're enjoying and how free the city is now wasn't like that, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago. Um, yeah, so it's just something that's humbling and, and, and something that I think you have to acknowledge. You can't not acknowledge it when you're around the city. The history is just Absolutely. there. It's in your face. And uh, yeah. that That's one of the fun things about living, I think, in any big city in general is just the they're all usually steeped in history. And um if you look carefully, um, 
yeah, you'll feel you'll realize you know you're you're kind of a part of it, and you're standing on something that was very uh, important at one point, you know, mm-hmm. and now it's just a benign place. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's the great part about living in a big city like Berlin is uh, it's uh, gives you uh, gives you gives you uh, lots of um, I'm blanking. I'm gonna say something really clever. Hey, um, I'll wait. Uh, you know, uh, gives you a uh, pause for thought, let's say. Oh, okay. That was not that And clever. on that note, on, on, on that pause for thought, let's, uh, <laughs> that's a good place to wrap it up, I think. Uh, we, we don't want to go too thought. long because we realized last episode uh, was, um, I think, one of the longest episodes we had. So let's, let's, we'll try to keep this a little bit shorter. Yeah. Uh, so this whiskey that we're drinking is the yellow spot, age 12 years from Mitchell mm-hmm. and Son. And it is... Let's take one more sip. Delicious. Do you have any more in your glass? I do. I do. So, uh, hey, okay. we never cheer. We, did the, we never did the fake cheers at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, give us give us a fake cheers now. Okay. Now I'm going to take a little sip. Yeah. Now sip it. Sip it. It's still good. Oh, man. That is just so good. That is just too easy to drink um like we said it's super smooth it it warms you feel it you feel yeah it warms you you feel every moment as it goes down your throat and into your stomach and that sounds freaking weird but i mean that in a good way yeah yeah it's um it's good i yeah i really like it um i you know i'd give it like six thumbs up six thumbs up you know i can I almost want this to be my first 10 out of 10. I, I just, honestly, I don't know what else to give it. You know what I mean? I could give it a nine out of 10. Like I'm kind of worried about giving 10 out of 10. So it's like, okay, I'll give a default nine out of 10. That's the thing. But is nine out of 10 enough? We need, um, we need more you, numbers. You know what? We need more numbers. You know what? I have some balls. This is for me, 10 out of 10. I give it a 10 out of 10. I'm, I could not think of anything more I want from this glass of liquid. I'm not going to disagree. For me, it's six thumbs up. Take that for what it is. All right, six thumbs up, 10 out of 10. Um, And, you know, thanks again to MyGermany.com for providing this beautiful bottle of Yellow Spot. Yes. Uh, They can help you buy products from German websites, even if that website does not ship to your home country. It's it's a nice thing. Go check them out, MyGermany.com. Yeah, really appreciate it because this stuff, I wouldn't, you know, we we probably wouldn't buy this ourselves. So really appreciate that. And also, please uh, give us a rating on whatever you're listening to. Uh, we're available now on iHeartRadio, I believe. Yeah, and we're on Pandora and, uh, you know, about 15, 20 different services. Yeah. So no matter what you use, um, you can find us. And if you are using a service and you don't see us on a, there, let us know. And we'll we'll be sure to get us on that service. Which is so kind way, of funny uh, because we're talking to people right now who are listening. So they already have a service, I guess, right? Yeah, but maybe they're using like a backup service because yeah. they can't get us on the, you know, the normal Go service. Go to your number so, one service. Yeah. We're probably there too. Yeah. But we might not uh, be. But thanks for listening. Uh, listening. Um, everybody stay well stay well stay safe Um, yeah I need a haircut cheers cheers dude my hair is like ridiculously long cheers